Hi there. You're listening to the Paralegals on Fire podcast show, where you'll be getting tips and actionable strategies that you can use right now to fast track your paralegal career. I'm your host, Ann Pearson, former paralegal and paralegal manager who left big law in the concrete jungle to start my own company, the Paralegal Bootcamp, where we give online courses that help paralegals make more money, increase their job security, and cut out the learning curve. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode five of the Paralegals on Fire show. I'm glad you're able to join me. So in today's episode, I'm going to ask you to forget about job security and start talking about your career security. In episode one of this podcast, I talked about owning your career and starting a career development plan. In this episode, we're going to take a deeper dive into paralegal career development because your career security is more important than job security. You're like, wait, what? I can't lose my job. Of course not. That's not what I'm suggesting. I'm just asking you to plan your future and not just think about where you're at today. What's the difference between job security and career security? Well, Job security is pretty self-explanatory, feeling more secure that you're not going to lose your current job. If you work in a large defense firm with a billable hour requirement, that might look like making sure that you're exceeding that billable hour target each year. If you're working in a plaintiff's personal injury firm, it might mean being able to effectively and efficiently manage 50 to 100 or more files without letting anything slip through the cracks. Job security is important. I'm not in any way saying that you shouldn't care about your job security. But how often do you ever focus on your career security? What is career security? It's when you're consistently doing things that move your career forward and that will provide security for you regardless of what happens to your current job. You're adding value to your career so that if you got fired tomorrow or laid off next month, It would barely be a bleep on your radar screen because you have the valuable skills and certifications that other employers are looking for. You have that awesome resume that you continually update every year and the connections that you've made throughout the legal industry and beyond. So let's break that down and get specific. We're really going to focus mostly on certifications today, valuable skills and certifications. Certifications do not necessarily go hand in hand with valuable skills. Let me start out by saying that. However, certifications that are transferable to different jobs are valuable. And certifications that add valuable skills to your current job are even better. When I thought about this topic for today's show, I thought, if I was a paralegal working in a law firm, what would that look like in 2022 and beyond? Because it's been 10 years since I've worked in a law firm? What kind of career development would I be looking at to keep myself sharp and marketable in 2022 and beyond? And when I say that, that's really career security, keeping yourself sharp and marketable for future years. Or better yet, if it was a reality for me, if I was in a paralegal position right now, what would I wish maybe that I had done earlier in my career to ensure my career? Now I'm looking at around maybe the 10 to 15 year mark for this specific example. 
And the certifications that I'm going to talk about first are those, you know, for people who are in their 10 to 15 year mark or maybe even higher. But you've been a paralegal for at least 10 years, maybe 20 or 30. You still probably got another 15 to 20 years or more before you're going to think about retiring. If I could go back to the litigation paralegal I was in the early 2000s, around that 10 year mark, I would tell her, to get a certificate in project management. Because back then, there was no such thing as legal project management. In 2021, 2022, as a paralegal in any practice area, I might look at legal project management, the LPM certificate. Why? Because it combines project management with how to use that in the framework of providing legal services. And legal services aren't typically the type of thing that fits real well into the typical project management framework. I'll explain that in a minute. But before you run to your computer and Google search legal project management, come back to me. Hear me out for the entire episode because there are other areas that you might want to look at instead, depending on what you genuinely enjoy doing and where you might want to go. Now, also, before you run out and do any certification after listening to today's episode, keep in mind, that's expensive. It is an investment in your career. None of these things that I'm going to talk about today are $300 online courses. If you find one that's a $300 certification for anything I'm talking about today, it's probably not legitimate. So keep that in mind, please. Now, most of these are going to be 40 plus hour uh, course content. It's going to be studying, sitting for the certification exam. And you want to make sure that that's an exam that you could actually qualify to sit for, right? Because a lot of places will say you can take the pre-study courses through us, but then you find out you don't qualify to sit for that institute's certification exam. So you have to be real careful with this stuff. I'm also going to suggest that you do an online assessment on what it is that you really like to do combined with your skill set and maybe your education and experience and look at what career security means to you. For example, if you're an intellectual property paralegal and you love what you do, then maybe an advanced certification in intellectual property law would be a better fit for you than an LPM, a legal project management. None of these things that I'm going to talk about today should be just a Google search, plop your credit card down, and then hope that you pass the exam. All of these are serious commitments, investments in your career security. They're not something to be doing without first examining what career security looks like for you. One of them that I've taken that I really like is by a guy who wrote a book about it. Um, it's called Spark Type. It's spelled S-P-A-R-K-E-T-Y-P-E. And there's a book and you know you can get further into the results. I think there's a free assessment on there. And then you might have to pay for you know what the results actually mean. There's the Enneagram. Um, you know, there's there's a whole bunch out there that you can take. And I would strongly suggest that you do that so that you can know that that investment, which could be upwards of fifteen hundred dollars or more you know that that investment is career security for you personally. All right, next up is the PMP, Project Management Professional. 
and the CAPM, the Certified Associate in Project Management. Both of those are through the PMI, Project Management Institute. The only difference is that the CAPM takes less time and requires less proof of hands-on project management, which I would strongly encourage you to start with. Years ago, I took the CAPM prep course. It was hard, I'm not going to lie. And I had a background of many years doing construction litigation when I was working at the law firm and spent many hundreds of hours talking to construction project managers, reading project plans, that type of thing. That would have been a great time for me to add that certification. It not only would have added value to my career, but also would have made my job a little easier, understanding the documentation involved in some of those construction litigation cases. But you know what else? At the time, after a lengthy trial in White Plains, New York, over a big construction project in Manhattan, I became friends with a paralegal on the other side of that case. She had a project management certification because that's all her firm did was represent clients in construction disputes. A few years after that trial, she went to work for one of the firm's clients, a construction company, big international construction company as their executive vice president of something. No more billable hours, no more suits, no more law firm hours. And she was making a lot more money. But more importantly, she found her groove. It's what she was meant to be doing. And you know what the kicker was? Later in 2009, that law firm that she had worked for, they had gotten acquired by another bigger firm and she probably would have been downsized. I don't tell you this story to encourage you to leave your job for greener pastures. That's not what this is about. It's because career security is what she had. Even if she had stayed at that law firm, when it got bought out by the bigger firm and they had laid her off, maybe she had career security, much more important than just job security. And then there's management certifications. Maybe you're not interested in project management, but you might be interested in just legal management. So there's the CLM, the Certified Legal Manager, that's through the ALA, the Association of Legal Administrators. And that brings me to a word of caution. Make sure that whatever certification you are interested in is something that you would qualify to sit for before spending the money on the study course and the materials. For example, the ALA says that in order to be eligible for the CLM designation, the certification through them, You have to have at least three years of experience as an exempt level principal administrator or a branch office manager of a law firm or legal department. Notice it doesn't say paralegal coordinator or supervisor role. Even in my role as a paralegal manager, where I was managing paralegals in multiple offices of the firm, I wouldn't have qualified for that. It says entire office or entire firm, right? So that's, you know, are you the office administrator for an entire office? Then maybe that's something that you would look at. Maybe you're a paralegal and they've promoted you to the office administrator. Then there's SRAM, CP, and SCP. So SRAM is S-H-R-M, and that stands for the Society of Human Resource Management. The CP stands for Certified Professional, and SCP is their Senior Certified Professional. Now, if you're a brand new paralegal or fairly new in your career, say less than five years, then if you don't already have a certification through NALA or NIFA, 
or your state's bar program, if they have one, I would start there and make that your first priority. That'll show your current employer and future employers that you have the basic knowledge that you can apply to what you learned in school. Just keep in mind that those certifications don't prove that you have the skills or experience. It just shows that you comprehended what you learned in school and you passed their exam. Beyond the five-year mark, if you're not interested in one of the project management certifications or the administrator type certifications, then I would say go for one of NALA or NIFPA's advanced certification specialties. So NALA has ones in like trial practice, real estate, family law. NIFPA has some in intellectual property, corporate law, elder law. Just make sure that whatever certification you're looking at investing in, that it's a certification that gives you more career security. That would be valuable to your career in the future. That's great if it's also valuable to your career now. But here's where I see things go wrong with certifications and something that you're going to want to be careful of. All certification programs require that you get a certain amount of continuing education credits, not just in the legal industry. All certifications require it. The whole point of being certified means that you're keeping up with that area of expertise that you were certified in. Now, one could say it's a pretty lucrative side effect for those certifying organizations, right? Because you're most likely going to become a member of that organization paying an annual membership fee so that hopefully you can get a few free webinars or CLEs. And then you're most likely going to purchase the ones that you have to pay for, you're going to purchase through that organization. But that could be its own podcast topic. And I won't go there because by and large, it is a good thing that they're doing. Okay, but back to the bad thing about certifications. The paralegal who gets the certification and then in order to maintain enough CLE credits, crams in 10 hours of mostly useless presentations in order to not lose that certification. Presentations that don't add value, skills, or solve problems. I see this all the time. And I know this because I used to do it too. Back in the 90s, I had my CLA designation through NALA. It's now the CP. Back then, there were no online options. The only option to get CLE credits was to attend a conference or a live event, maybe through your local paralegal association, which was hard to do when you're working 10-hour days, spending two hours a day in the car, and raising a family. You can probably relate, right? Even with the online option now, who wants to work those hours, drive home, help the kids with homework, put them to bed, eat dinner? And then jump on your computer at 9.30 at night to get a CLE credit. Not many people I know. When I moved into management, I finally just let my certification lapse. I hate that I did, but it was because when I did have free time, which wasn't very often, I wanted to attend professional development programs that helped me become a better manager. Looking back now, being too busy to find quality programs, what I was doing was I was placing my job security ahead of my career security. That's really why I wanted to talk about this topic today so that maybe I can prevent you from doing the same thing. Now, I don't mean that I felt like my job security was at stake. It wasn't at all, but it was a mindset that I got into. You probably do too. You place your employer's needs, today's projects, today's deadlines, next week's deadlines, next month's trial. You place that all above your own career development. And before you know it, it's been a year, two, 
three or more since you took the time to find something that adds value to your career. I should have had a plan. And I talked about that in episode one, having a career development plan. Where do you ultimately want your career to go? That's really what the plan is about. If I could go back to my younger self, let's say five years into my paralegal career, I would tell me to sit down at the end of the year and plan out what areas do I want to improve on next year? What skill do I want to add? Not just for the sake of doing a better job, not just for the sake of getting a CLE credit or two, but to invest in my career. The second thing that I would tell me back then is to get certified in something that adds value to my career, not just where I'm at now, again, what I want the future to look like. And yeah, double bonus if it's something that also helps me do my job better, triple bonus if it also gives me CLE credit. But most importantly, it focuses on my career security. In fact, you're probably going to get sick of hearing this because I'm going to say it so often in this podcast, but it's a quote from Earl Nightingale who says, your job is owned by the company. You own your career. All right. So to wrap up, let's review a few of the certifications you might want to put on your career development plan for next year. Again, depending on your experience, where you want to go, what you like to do. There's the LPM, the Legal Project Manager, the CAPM, the Certified Associate in Project Management, the PMP, Project Management Professional, there's the CLM, the Certified Legal Manager, SRAMS CP, which is the Certified Professional. Then there are the practice-specific advanced specialties from NIFPA and NALA. And last but not least, maybe look at your local paralegal certificate program. They may have some advanced specialties as well that you'd want to look at. But then, of course, beyond the legal field, there could be a certification in something that you maybe want to move into that doesn't have anything to do with legal. So boy, after that list of certifications, I think today's episode probably tops it with the number of acronyms possible in one episode, huh? But you're probably used to it. If you're a paralegal or other legal support professional, we use acronyms way too much. I'll leave you with the actionable strategy from today's show. Get an advanced level certificate that's going to provide you with more career security something that you can take with you for the rest of your career. All right, so I hope you can join me in next week's episode where I've got a surprise to share with you. A paralegal reached out to me and she wanted to pay it forward out of the blue. It was a surprise and very generous. She wants to stay anonymous, so I won't be bringing her on the show, but I'm going to be talking about something really cool the way she did it, and I hope that maybe her generosity starts a movement, the paralegals paying it forward movement. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.